0: Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me.
1: Corinne. I'm Rainey. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. How's your week been, pals? Yeah, tell us about what's going on. Are you... Have you gotten vaccinated t- yet? <laughs> <laughs> share, us, share your vaccine stories. Was yeah. it great? Did you stand in line for eight hours? Did you cry of happiness? Were all the nurses and staff and doctors the loveliest humans you've ever met? Tell us. If
0: so, tell us about your vaccine. Yeah. We want to know because we want to know that you got it. Run and get
1: it. Totally. Run and tell that. Yeah. And if you're in Ontario, maybe you got really excited this week. And by this week, I mean yesterday. May, <laughs> yesterday and I mean May 20th because there was a, finally a reopening plan that kind of makes sense. That isn't yeah. just a garbage jumble of words.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm in like a weird Groundhog's day because I was in Ontario, we got shut down. I come to Manitoba, we got shut down. <laughs> Ontario opened, Manitoba gets put for the restrictions. <laughs> it's like, taking every ounce of fiber in my body not to absolutely lose my brain.
1: <laughs> what I'm hearing right now is that you're the problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think mean, I am the problem.
1: You are the super spreader. So as soon as you left Ontario, things got better. Just kidding. I know I'm so I'm the worst the worst I mean my like demeanor and attitude um has changed with the weather now that it's finally like nice and feels like not a dreading terrible time to go outside I feel like at least a little bit happier Mm
0: -hmm. it has been I've been spending a lot of time outside but I do feel like we're in that like first week of when it's hot out (laughs) and everyone's just like "Mm -hmm." everyone's just like, it's 30 degrees and I'm hot all the time. So I feel tired. We're not like adapted to the plant life yet. Right.
1: <laughs> we haven't um, fully bloomed into our sunflower lives. No, it's taking <laughs> all of the work to
0: just like, like bloom. You know?
1: <laughs> but we hope everyone's doing well, get your vaccine, hmm. um, help others get their vaccine if they don't have access to internet or like English is yeah. a second language or they're feeling hesitant, like show that, share some resources if you can.
0: Yeah. Also calling the online platform, booking platform or calling the online place is it's like, I was dreading it because, um, so I had to call cause I wanted to make sure that I was going to be okay to get my shot in Manitoba and then get my second dose in Ontario.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I called them to see through like the online booking platform thinking it was going to be like a two hour wait. Right. And it was literally like five minutes, not even so yeah. like person was able to answer all your questions? Yeah. Great. So like, you know, call them if you need to. If you can't figure out if you're having an internet issue, if you're having a computer mm-hmm. issue, call them. It's not like a two hour wait like when you're on the fucking phone with CRA or whatever it is. You seen?
1: All those hilarious TikToks of um RIP, you know, and they do the hip swivel I and it's it. all.
0: I don't, <laughs> don't like welcome it. to the CRA. <laughs> I don't understand why that's like, I I do not. That is like the tick, this is one trend that I do not understand. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I, the only one that I've seen that was funny and it was like one of the first ones was someone doing it as, as an impersonation of John Mulaney. That's the only one. And otherwise, I just like don't understand why everybody's doing it. There's there's nothing like fluid about it. There's nothing like interesting about it. And it's just like, what
1: what is the point of it? Don't get it. I really enjoyed the one, the John Mulaney one I saw. And there was also someone else doing an impersonation of one that I saw. I think someone did Catherine O'Hara from Oh Yeah Shits Creek was funny. Yes. Yeah. Someone else did another like impression that was funny, but it's, it's also weird. Some, they're I really don't hit get or it. <laughs> really-
0: I don't really <laughs> understand why it's a thing. <laughs> I was trying to figure out which is the one, <laughs> the one where he's like, yes or no no you shouldn't do it it's a bad idea you want me to come in like I can't see you through the fence so I'll come in I have been trying to figure out where that audio is no no (laughs) and it's like a British accent and I can't figure out and I know it's from like a tv show or like a movie or something I'm getting mixed
1: signals signals.
0: (laughs) and I can't figure out what it's from
1: so if you know
0: If you know, hit me up. I need to know where that audio is from. (laughs) The other one I don't enjoy, I rarely enjoy, is the, is like you and your, it's like me and my sister about to go do this thing and it's like butt shaking and it's just somebody following you. I haven't been enjoying that trend either.
1: Because it's only good if they know how to do it. There's so many people that don't do it well. I tried and I couldn't do it. And I was like, you try." (laughs) Oh, here's the thing there'll be some like weird trends while I like try them to see what I look like doing them but I don't record myself doing them I just like try to do them on camera and then I immediately I'm like no <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> my god I bet you there's so much just like un-edited amazing footage of you just like
1: what <laughs> <It's> <laughs> let okay. us know if you have TikTok trends that you don't understand well don't after Guys. that TikTok spiel <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear that and then subscribe to our Patreon because we'll talk about it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is our second last episode of season yes. four.
0: Yeah. We are going to take a break. We know I need a break <laughs> and yeah. I um, maybe that sounds selfish, but I am oh. really struggling right now in terms of like my time um, management. And I, I think it's just like the thing that we all knew was going to happen. Like all lockdown, we were like, ugh, like this, at first we were like, oh, I'm not working. What am I supposed to do with myself? Right. And then we were kind of working. Everyone's like doing a little part time stuff. And then, and then we all kind of had this like in the back of our mind, like stress about like, oh, when we go back to work, like how, like we can kind of start to rethink like habits that you had <laughs> yeah. and like um, how busy you were. And you're like, I just don't know if I can do that because you hadn't done it. Like you haven't been active in like having that lifestyle in so long so um obviously i was maintaining what i was doing in
1: toronto while i'm still teaching here so i'm just feeling real overwhelmed (laughs) right so but we should like reiterate that that's not why we're taking a break our season is also always wraps at the end of may beginning of june like yeah yeah (laughs) but it yes those feelings are valid and i think we usually both also work a lot during the summer Like we both have always been servers. So like summer's crazy. We also want to like go on vacation and not worry about it. And totally. And we want to come back refreshed with new ideas. Yeah. And you know, we've been like so consistent
0: all year. And I think that Mm -hmm. we can kind of give ourselves a
1: pat pat on the back
0: of that. You know, I don't know how many episodes total we had this year, but
1: I can tell you that right now with our season finale, it'll be 33. Whoa. So we've had 33 episodes, which is a lot of episodes
0: and you know it was such a learning curve with like COVID and you know we started recording in person and then we had to adapt to zoom and
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's been a long year and a half y'all totally we also had like so many big like goals for season four we're like we're gonna do video we're gonna do youtube we're gonna do these things we're gonna do that thing and then we had to like readjust yeah all over again yeah yeah Exactly.
0: And I feel like there's, like, misleading, like, people think, like, I think we live together. We don't live together. <laughs> like, Corinne and I live in separate places. So for a long time, we, like, couldn't see each other. So this it's is just fully how we've been operating is through
1: online devices. Yeah. In normal times, we'd see each other, like, three times a week. Yeah, minimum. Minimum. We'd have usually, like, our gal pal stuff together. we usually see each other as friends once a week, and then a rehearsal or something at least once
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah if you're looking for us you can find us on the island all summer and we'll just be we'll be the ones drinking white claws trying not to get lake water in them so we don't get sick again
0: yeah last year guys Corinne and I I can't believe we've never told this story this is a rambling (laughs) intro you're gonna need to really edit this (laughs) um okay so yeah we were going to that we were going to the island (laughs) like once a week with like our like me Corinne Danica and it was so fun we're just like living our best lives we had a routine we'd like bike down we'd like get drinks we'd go to the LCBO we'd have like a spot set up and we'd bring floaties and we'd all just be like you know partying all day all day like literally until like five o'clock six o'clock
1: sometimes the LCBO would open at 10 we'd be there right when they opened we'd catch the like 10 30 ferry
0: yeah, and one time we even like got there late. Like we were there, it was dark out. We got like one of the last ferries. Yeah. So yeah, we were going to the island a lot and we were keeping an eye out for like the E. coli that had been like <laughs> rampant on like Cherry Beach and other places. <laughs> and I remember it's so funny because I remember on the ferry there, you were like, Yeah, I looked into it and it's like not near us today, so it'll be fine. And I was like, Perfect. And then um <laughs> we proceeded to get so drunk and on a floaties and like flipping around with our friends (laughs) and holding white claws and water just is like splashing into them and then we're drinking them. And then, yeah, it was just like, we were just like drinking
1: lake water, but like, you're not meaning to drink lake water. It's just like getting into your, your drink that you're holding. Yeah. You know, inflatable mattresses, they have little holes because they're like, to like hold space properly. We were just like putting our white claw cans in those holes floating. So we didn't have to hold them.
0: Swimming. Yeah, but like what happens is that like, you know, lake air water. depletes, air depletes <laughs> and the lake water gets in. people jump onto it. Yeah. When there's like, you know, like six people jumping on places and like running around screaming and like, you know, on who knows what, um, <laughs> shit gets crazy. So we, the next day we got home, we're all a little bit hungover. And I remember I was at work and I was like, something is wrong <laughs> with my body like something was wrong and I thought like maybe it was me and maybe I was just like hung over but like it was a really and then I came home and I talked to Danica and then we talked to Corinne and we all had like lake water E. coli like a little bit of coli poisoning <laughs> it was really bad <laughs> and it lasted for like a week and a half and like I don't think I need to get into the details about what that entails but like it was
1: also you and Danica were so worried you went and got tested right for COVID.
0: Yeah, we did. Cause <laughs> it was bad. Like we were literally like, it, like, cause I was at work. I would have to go, like, I would have to like run to the bathroom or like whatever it was like, uh, like a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it was, you know, it was just like, we got to, we got to cold by So anyway, but in the late summer when it's very hot and cause it's a lake water gets stagnant and stuff grows. It's just water. It's, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I was just, you know, we were just like, drinking it yeah and we went what like 12 times in a matter of months so like we yeah. bound to get sick one time yeah you know <laughs> I
0: don't regret my decision
1: <laughs> I don't
0: I in the moment I felt a little bit strange in my belly <laughs>
1: um
0: on that note we have the wonderful photographer who was a recommendation actually from a previous guest we have
1: yeah Felice Elise. Uh, So nice to talk to her. It's so nice when we have guests on and they have such a good experience or they like, it was really cathartic for them. And then they like recommend people that also have either short stories to tell or also would love the experience.
0: So yeah, if you, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about this next week in our last episode of the season, but like, Mm. if you ever have a guest to um, suggest to us for our upcoming season five whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um please let us know give us a head totally up, send us a message and next week we're going to talk all about how you would get in touch with us to do that so totally
1: on that note second last episode of season four <gasps> yes okay here we go
2: hi guys i'm felice trinidad um i go
0: by felice.com on instagram and i'm a film photographer based in toronto I was talking to um, someone yesterday or a couple days ago about like recordings and sometimes like recording through zoom is like really a fucking nightmare because <laughs> you need like permission from the host and then it like records what's on your screen. So like, it gets really confusing if you're like, have someone else pinned and you're trying to like record yourself or anyway, but the girl was just saying that she was like, Oh, I should been like screen recording, which you can do on a Mac now oh and it doesn't doesn't notify anyone else no one that's like the ultimate creep <laughs> yeah <creeper So laughs> all yeah so the new iMacs that have come out are like able to screen record and you can just like it's just like it just like records and you everything. never know person would never, never know <laughs>
1: wow and she and she
0: was saying well she was using it I mean she wasn't using it for a creepy way I feel like I should like be like it's not like she was like um she was using it for for school so she was like recording like her her zoom lectures Hmm. and then she would like listen to them later to like help study or like as a podcast or like to while she was writing notes but it's like I was like first I was like oh that's such a good idea and then I thought about it and I was talking to someone else about it and I was like Someone was like, "Ew," and I was like, "Why?" Yeah. There's always oh. two sides to uh,
2: like a new technological advancement, right?
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a real strange thing. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks for coming here, Felice. Welcome Hi, to the boys. podcast. So nice, nice to have you. Mm-hmm. you. You <laughs> were recommended to us by um, Aiden Tooth. Do you no. have a Do you have a relationship? Yeah. With Aiden? yeah internet relationship yeah internet
2: acquaintances oh. yeah I'm so honored and flattered by, by
0: that <laughs> yes are these, I mean these internet relationships are like such an, an interesting thing that have like really become a thing in this past year and a half like I feel like oh, everybody yeah. has at least like one or two friends that they've met online and mm-hmm. or like through zoom or like through some sort of like networking thing and now we're gonna have to like you know kind of adapt to this like having met someone and being so comfortable with talking to them through instagram or you know through zoom or something like that and having never really like touched
2: exactly
0: which is such a weird <laughs> yeah. thing. and like such a big way to like how you like vibe off of someone as mm-hmm. well i think so um did you see so met aiden through instagram is that just instagram as, yeah
2: or tiktok i think because i know their their tiktoks have blown up. And I saw, I saw that they're also from Toronto. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the, on the, like, on the topic of this, like, internet thing, it's so, it's still hard to tell my parents about it. Like, um, like, how do you know this person? Oh, we we met on Instagram, but we're super close. Like, we're basically best friends. Yeah. Like, the, inter- yeah. the generation, yeah, like, next generation will totally understand, but the previous one doesn't understand the internet connections, which are so, so real. Like, it's yeah. still as valid as a, like, an in person.
0: It's just a different way of the world. of just <laughs> like yeah. so weird because we've been meeting people like online for like romantic purposes for mm-hmm. at least I mean like I feel like Tinder I mean like plenty of fish I was like a thing like a long time ago but then like you know the app like the phone applications came up through like mm-hmm. Tinder and like you know Grinder and you know Hinge <laughs> and all the thousands of them that are there. <laughs> um, but it is weird that all this. It was never a thing for people just like making network connections or um or like like you know like platonic friendships. hmm Exactly. It, new times.
1: It's, new times. It's such a all new time. <laughs> I mean, did I guess My Space. You could meet people through My Space. True. True. I did not have MySpace. Not but <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm not that's not wasn't me, but
0: yeah, I guess I guess like MySpace and Facebook too, but like I feel like those were like more your own circles that were having exactly. maybe like, Myspace not as not as much, maybe, but yeah, it felt like you were more networking in your own kind of like already circle. Exactly.
2: It's a minute that like features on apps had like you could be a public or private account mm. um because i know on facebook i guess like you always just had to accept a friend request. i've never used it i mean like i haven't used <laughs> facebook in so long Yeah, yeah. Um, different times like
0: but um yeah it's, it's so weird <laughs> so weird i was like thinking about that the other day because i i'm supposed to go for coffee when i get back with like with like a Somebody who I consider like a girlfriend now, like a friend, and I was like, "Oh, then we'll get coffee. It'll be great, and we'll like take the dog for a walk." And then I was like, "Oh, like," and then I got like in my head a little bit like, "Is it kind of weird because I've like never met her in person
2: before Is too much?" <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but I've been like talking to her like you know four times at least every day. I talked to her like because we met through like a networking like through a class and. And I talked to her, you know, almost every day now. And I was like, that's so weird that I'd like never like fully like hugged her or like been like, Hey, exactly. go. like,
2: you know, <laughs> Just a, like, a new, new, t- like, um, formation of relationships and what we consider friendships <laughs> and
0: acquaintances. <laughs> totally. And like got real in my head about it. Like, I feel like I'm going to meet her now and be like.
1: Oh my god, like, do my arms I Don't work? even know how to socialize. Anymore. It'll we have
2: be, to be re-socialized.
1: It'll be this, again. like Talladega nights, like into the screen. <laughs> Put your hands down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That'll be
0: exactly what it is. Um, you mentioned your parents there, Felice, in that um kind of like first opening statement. And what I thought was so interesting about the about, you know, about you and your journey as being a photographer is that it took you a really long time to tell them that this is like a thing that you were pursuing because it was kind of second, it wasn't secondary for you, but it Mm -hmm. was like secondary. It was like a secondary thing to them. Right. right? everyone else.
2: Like it was basically like Hannah Montana. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So for people who don't know, um, I was originally going to pursue a academic path. So I was in university um, and that allowed me to go downtown. I went to U of T Um, and instead of going to class, parents if they're watching yeah. um I would skip class and go shoot because like for me first it felt like as an escape because um like this mental stresses of university in itself and like being a 20 year old fresh mm-hmm. to Toronto um I, I needed that so like I would set up shoots and then I would explore the city and that would like take up my whole day and then I would say I was going to a tutorial when really I was finishing up my sixth shoot of the day like um <laughs> So yeah, a lot, for a long time, it was, like, this this um, identity that I kept secret. Like, even my Instagram name, like, Felice is a pseudo name. For, a lot of people don't know that. Um, but it oh. started because, well, now I consider it, like, I, I identify with Felice more than my yeah. dirty name. But um, uh, I, it was originally because I wanted to create that separation from my parents. So if they searched me up, nothing would show up because they mm. don't know who this police is and then it quickly became the my identity my brand and what I associate oh, no. with those mm-hmm. <laughs> little tidbits <tippet. That's> crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. so originally yeah <laughs> it was just like a username so they could, would search me up and then um I would have to like like a lot of lying uh mm-hmm. or just like withholding information uh I had to experience. I, I'm also like an only child, so um and then of course, the immigrant parents, like Asian parents, um, that so that whole thing was even more taboo to like be keeping that from them and not being, uh, like, following a traditional career.
1: Right.
0: What were you originally taking at U of T? Aquarial science. It's like blank. Aquarial science, oh, basically, okay. like a lot of math, a lot
2: of business, and like. You, Work for insurance, it's, it's oh, foreign wow. to me now. Like, A lot of people <laughs> like it when I, I mention it, it raises a lot of question marks. But yes, basically, math. math, <laughs> basically math. math <laughs> well, how, so,
1: how long did you last in the program? And how long oh were God. you doing that double Hannah Montana life? Oh
2: my God. It's, it's embarrassing to say, but
1: four years, I dropped out
2: of university after four years. Okay. I say that like I was paying the two, tu- I mean, hey, we're paying the tuition of four years, but really I had like enough credits to be considered a second year student because I was just like, I had had to retake things because I, I really just, my heart wasn't in it. And totally. for me as a person, if like, if I don't truly love what I'm doing, I won't excel and that showed like, in my grades, and then I had to like, stay longer to catch up, because my heart was
0: uh, ultimately
2: somewhere else. Right.
0: Totally. So, when wow. was the moment that you, that you were, like, did it come to a moment where you were, like, I have to tell them, because I've done four years, and I'm only in my second year, and, like, mm-hmm. oh also, like, God. Yeah. or was it, like, or was it just, like, one day you were, like, I'm at the point, in my brain where i think i'm successful enough that i can tell them or like when did it when when was the the breaking point, that is tell a good
2: point i would okay firstly yes when the lies would get very overwhelming like i still have i know people like even if they've graduated they still have like dreams um like of panicking like for a test like they're late for a test like that, <laughs> that the trauma of school and like academic life stays with you sometimes and especially me having to like deal with those stresses and also the burden of carrying this secret mm. um so I remember the the time okay like every every time I would have to tell them my grades um I was like I would be skipping whole exams like like not just classes like I would just say fuck it I'm gonna shoot it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad so bad but um I I remember like the turning point when I wanted to tell them that i that this is what I want to do. I want to drop out. I re- remember attending, um, a seminar that a photographer, um, hosted and uh, it was a bunch of, like, it was a invite, um, to the public thing where a bunch of established photographers were talking about their job and, um, and their experiences. And it really inspired me to see that, like, people so close to home and not even far in age, uh, from me having similar backgrounds and they're successful and, like, this is, there really is money in this career and like success in it and like that night I told my parents I wanted to drop out <laughs> so ah, and it was yeah. like it did not go well obviously oh. like a lot of tears a lot of like getting kicked out um whoa temporarily like never like really up for a week or anything like just like days um a lot of like we've come a long way and now they're like my 100. 100- like my number one supporters like they come yeah. to my shoots and everything and
0: like they're very much involved
2: in the process
0: <laughs> yeah but there was like obviously like a a like a curve like there was often maybe like a learning curve there mm-hmm. when you told them um how long did it take them to get on board was it like did you have to show them that you had like you know a client list did it was it like you had to show them your social media like what right. what yeah. was it that like they were like okay
2: It definitely didn't happen overnight. Like it's hard to pinpoint when, but like I say, the strategy is just keep bringing home good news. So Mm -hmm. they see like, like even like the tiniest little good news, like if, if you were posted featured on someone, someone else's page, or like you got like a nice feedback from a client, like um, anything that you could bring home. Cause I I was someone who like, I used to do the same thing with test marks. Like if I had like, I would get A's, I would be very proud to show them. And now that, that still like translated into like my photography uh, achievements, however small, like in the beginning. Um, so the more I did that, like it, it took them long to see that. Like f- for a while, they were convinced that I was just taking a break from school. Like I was doing this as a hobby, and then like I was taking a year off, and basically like come September I would enroll again. And I'm like, no, this is not, <laughs> not this. I want to follow this completely. Right. Um, so that like taking the year off like I um it was like a self-experiment for me like if I because in the beginning when I was balancing school and so many other things and photography um when I took that out of the way um when I dropped out um I wanted to see how it would impact my work ultimately and like to see if mm-hmm. if what happens if I what happens to my work if I put 100% into it and it Mm. dramatically increased like connections were made and like I I started letting gigs and so I'm really happy how it turned out it's it's still a weird career path to think about but um we've come a long way
0: Yeah. yeah You mentioned that you would like just like bring good news (laughs) to them. How has that like is that still what you think or like how has that affected with like how you share bad news with them too? Like if you like had a really bad Um, gig, um, I would
2: withhold it just the same thing like in the beginning. Um, just (laughs) as, as I would with like bad test marks, like that test didn't exist that never happened I didn't write like that exam like um but ho-
0: we all kind of yeah. do that don't
2: worry about it yeah. pretend something doesn't exist. we like thankfully I had like bigger support systems like like friends I would for a while like in the beginning to my parents it was a, like on a need-to-know basis so I would only be bringing good news because anything else would like Lose, I would lose credibility and in, in, in their trust in me that right. this is a career. I'm sure, as like as dancers, too like how how does it translate in different um art mediums? Like how to tell your parents or like your um, right. support system that this is for you.
0: I mean, I'm very lucky because I never had that problem. My mom is a dancer. I love that. I <laughs> and love my one. sister, yeah, and my sister's an actress, and she's older than me, so like it was never. I mean, I got very lucky that, like, she really paved the way for, like,
2: totally. non, you know, <laughs> <similar> atypical
0: <laughs> career. Uh- <laughs> I
2: love hearing that. I'm I'm always in awe when people say, like, they've inherited, their parents are also artists, and they're, like, just more understanding. Um, they've inherited, like, cameras or, like, the knowledge of whatever art medium that they're in. Um, really? I, I've, I'm, like, hopeful in this next generation that we're just going to be, like, all these new parents um, are just going to be artists uh, there's like more of us uh, coming up every day and Mm -hmm. hopefully like they push um this idea that like the the art scene the art following an art career is like a real like it's it's as valid as being a lawyer or a doctor and totally totally, yeah
0: yeah. I think that there'll be like a there'll be like a valid like well like if they want to do that do that but I think like and I hear so many actors say this as well and like people that are artists that like Cause you just like want the best for your kids. <laughs> and like, you've like been yeah, in this career course. and you realize how like hard it is. Like you realize that like, you're mm-hmm. like, like, I don't think we've all kind of had those moments where we've been like one day you're like, I don't know, maybe I should have <laughs> taken business. <laughs> <Maybe I should've laughs> taken <my laughs> like oh, when you're paying your like telephone bill and you're just like, Oh God, um, <laughs> or like a something. And you're like, I should have been a lawyer. It'll um, humble you real quick bills. Yes. Yeah, the bills really humble you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I and so a lot of like, and you read these interviews. I think like Tina Fey talks about it a lot in her book, um Bossy Pants. She's like, I honestly don't want my kids to be like, if they want to be in art, great, I'll support them. But like, if I had to pick a career for them, mm-hmm. I and it's not because I don't. Think that this is valid like I do this and I think but I just know how hard it is right. and I mean, how much
2: you will struggle like the hurts. emphasis, somewhat. it really
0: yeah. hurts and sometimes it's like the flip of a coin of whether or not you're successful or not in it exactly. and successful yeah. in terms of like um you're constantly making money you never struggle mm-hmm. with bills right um so I think that like we'll have like yeah if you want to do that go ahead and do that you know that's mm-hmm. the thing sure great but like deep down you're just also like they're gonna have a lot of heartbreak you know they're gonna have a lot of sadness as well a lot of highs but like Mm -hmm. low lows you know Mm -hmm. as well
2: totally like the and it's it's not something well for some people like people who go viral it's it's something that happens overnight but more often times it's you play the long game really when you're being an artist like you start very small when you build your portfolio and any art medium for for photography it's just like a bunch of like shoots for exposure like um just growing up just having just trying to establish your name so it's a really long long thing like I'm people who just see my my page now and like my successes don't know that it's like seven years in the making of like struggling and hard work um it just looks like the end result people on on social media just see the end result really and um don't ever know the uh the
1: backstory of everything totally Totally. and I think that's like a very interesting point um I'm going to forget his name now that I'm going to talk about him um I was listening to someone one of the writers on Big Mouth talk about the difference between being an artist and being a performer and he's like no 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 one of the other writers he was on Whitney recently Whitney Cummings podcast I love
2: Big Mouth by the way so funny
1: (laughs) um and he was talking about how being an artist is playing the long game mm-hmm. and that you can never really write or make a body of work in the short term. Mm-hmm. And it's like, things will take 10 years, they'll take 20 years. And if you're not in it for the long haul, that's fine. But like, that's what being, having a career as an artist is. And it's exactly. so like going viral or like having those moments um, aren't aren't the, aren't the typical thing. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are just
2: the rare moments, but it, it like you, you you need to be able, be willing to put your life up to this
1: for anything to like blossom.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> That's and to have the reality
1: like, of it. To, yeah, and I'm in, in quotes, and to have something like good come from it, right? Exactly. To mm-hmm. have this like body of work that you're proud of, and he was specifically talking about a show that he's like started writing ten years ago. And he's like, if I would have rushed it and wrote it and been done with it 10 years ago, it would have been garbage. But now that I've had so much time and so much life experience to go into the show, it's a different thing.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. All, all Yeah, all the experiences. It's, it's really just building your craft up. And it takes years and so much that people don't get to see really behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. Because, so, I mean, at the end of the day, like, isn't it that, like, people don't, we always say that people don't get to see, but it's like, it's like also like, they didn't want to see that probably. That's exactly. like, they probably no. didn't <laughs> follow you on social media because they wanted to see you. He's like, even like I see people on like, you know, and it's it's kind of like, a it's like, you know, it's a bit of a weird thing to like watch someone struggle. You know, it's like, I mean, you've got to appreciate like honesty and transparency, but sometimes it's like, maybe that's not why I follow an account. Maybe like I do follow this account because of this, you know? So yeah, it's like a weird it is a weird thing where like until all of a sudden your like success is there
1: people are like yeah, maybe i go over here <laughs> you know <laughs> totally. and like yeah. do you really want your life to be that much of an open book where everybody's gonna watch you fail all the time totally. i don't want that yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah
2: that in itself is scary
1: <laughs> yeah totally like, i'm not live streaming my life 24 7 for a reason <laughs> Yeah, I got <laughs> enough voices in
0: my brain telling me how bad I am. I don't need them online. <laughs> I
2: need <mean>, an audience? <laughs> no.
0: Um, how did you get a camera? Like, how did you like have the? Because like photography equipment's expensive. Oh
2: my god! Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> because yeah. your parents my, know. Yeah. Right. Oh my god! I do have a story about that. um <laughs> So my first camera that I shot for like five years um was like the most beginner shitty kind of camera but I was like doing like gigs where I should have had more professional gear anyway in the start so that was just like a Christmas present uh, entry-level camera um when I saw when I was exposed to like other photographers to see how you get this like high quality like I wanted to get um be more serious and like level up in my gear my skills um okay, so there was this camera that the one that I have today, I was, um, like, like, um, I was working a part-time job too, um, and I wasn't earning for, from photography as much yet, like, um, it wasn't funding my life at all, and, um, I remember going to, um, Henry's and, like, looking up leasing, leasing, like, leasing mm-hmm. a, a product, so, um, I know like other like rich kids um could just like ask for this for for their like it was like a $3,500 camera at the time oh. um and for someone who's like freelance and like just entering this as a hobby that's yeah. a lot of and money. also
0: like hiding it <laughs> like, you exactly. can't be like I need this $3,500 camera <laughs> like for where a are you gonna this money yes. <laughs> yeah yeah a um, lot of questions <laughs> I remember just like
2: uh um Okay, so when you lease, you you put you decide on how long it'll take to pay the full amount, and then obviously there's interest. But like you you decide on the monthly amount. So I decided on like 150 a month, and sometimes I couldn't even make that. Like I was like um I would have to ask like friends to be transferred just so I could make the monthly payments to own this camera. And basically, like for a long time, like I wasn't profiting profiting off this camera at all. Like I still was building my portfolio, but thankfully like it, like later on in the game like it paid itself off <laughs> um oh. but yeah like this photography gear is expensive like this is not something that you can just just enter and like expect to be on level with like the pros i know yeah, there's even like that the financial aspect of it
0: yeah it always is astounding to me how like expensive equipment is for photography mm-hmm. stuff <laughs> like it's like what what and I know that's I think it's because it's a dancer and I like just like view I mean like at the end of the day like my my thing my device (laughs) is like my body so like even like when painting when people who are like uh painters or whatever talk about like acrylics and how expensive Mm -hmm. those are it's crazy to me and like there are still expenses as dancers but at the end of the day I mean and there's like a whole political jargon thing that we can go into about like the politics of the body and dance but um (laughs) it is like it's just my body like it's my vessel that I've been given so it's hard to like imagine like a thirty five hundred dollar vessel that
2: has to be exactly. You know? um, oh, that's an interesting like parallel with with dancers. I would say, like even with like athletes, anything that has to do with your body, um, the risk is higher. Like if an injury could just yes. mm-hmm. just be detrimental to like your entire career, like how do I've s- I've heard like I I follow a lot of people who used to be dancers and like like um for example like Billie Eilish like was ha- like her her um she wanted to be a dancer originally and like she got an injury a career ending in- injury yeah to that, that so I think that would be like the parallel really to this this financial it's all it's almost hard to compare but that's interesting to think about.
0: yeah well even photography is quite physical like I've heard mm-hmm, there's also true. like photographers who who have had like some sort of in- uh yeah
1: like injuries right And you've had to. Taylor, that. when taylor was on she talked about that like when yeah. you're standing and moving your body around to get that shot that you want mm-hmm. you know the angles and like, that were... yeah, and, yeah and like constantly um lugging your gear around which depending on your shoot can be a lot right that's so true
2: there's a lot of activities that i wish i could do like longboarding and rollerblading that I mean being a uncoordinated person like I have to sacrifice <laughs> those because if the minute like if I break something that will uh because yeah, you're the point that photography is a very physical thing. If I break something, like that, that's the end of
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that, very handsome. When did that come into your brain for the first time? Was it like when you started making money off of it, or like I remember that I used to be like the most like free, like even in like, right. like university, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> break all the time, and then I feel like in like my like fourth year when I broke my or my third year when I broke my ankle, I was like, this can't happen anymore and i feel like yeah. <laughs> i was like I, and from ever since then i'm like uh trampolines gotta be careful like anything <laughs> Even those? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah the stakes are definitely higher when you're like booking like higher um caliber gigs and like yeah. you're yeah. actually doing this on a day-to-day basis can't yeah. have anything affect it really. <laughs> right <laughs> it's so true
1: it's, it's
0: like freaking crazy
1: <laughs> you never worried about like snowboarding rainy and dancing that's um, why i never took up skiing hmm. do you still,
0: snowboard? I, I worried about when i was skied. when Where? i skied i worried about it. but i've said this before i think that snowboarding i'm i feel a lot more in control as a snowboarder because it's just the way that the board is built hmm. um is really safe like it's really like you i mean like i and also like i let's i'm not jumping off of shit okay <laughs> when i'm snowboarding, like, <laughs> like let's be clear i'm like snow plowing going down the hill which is bored <laughs> up Listening to my Fergalicious, a little bit stoned. That's like what my snowboarding is. I'm not like like around
1: going off jumps. Snowboarding
0: is another thing that I just
2: admire from afar. (laughs) Same reason, but that's so cool that you do that too. And it it doesn't.
0: Yeah, when I was skiing though, it did feel I like skiing. There's almost like a chaotic energy in skiing for me because it was just like there was too many things. I'm really like long. And I have my entire life, I like struggled with like trying to maintain my, my, um, my limbs when I was like mm-hmm. growing, cause I was like a baby giraffe and now it's a bit better cause I've learned how to like strengthen and I've like been able to use it to my advantage. But, um, there's like a chaotic energy in skiing that like brings me back kind of to that like baby giraffe age where I would have like a pole, like your limbs are just longer and like out of control, like you have a total things and a pole to think pole. about.
2: To, all four limbs are working, yeah.
0: And like, let's just talk True. about like how you're supposed to stop in skiing is by turning your feet in. Doesn't that like feel like you're going to roll an ankle already just exactly. by doing? It? So yeah, I feel safer snowboarding. To ski. <laughs> yeah, I
2: heard a lot of people say that. Like you think I I only, I've only skied, so you think that snowboarding is like the extreme. But yeah, people prefer it over skiing I
0: hear yeah you just because I think when you're falling it's just like one piece is falling it's not just right like, you
2: know <laughs> all like, things what? flying in
0: the air you yeah. are fishing <laughs> exactly um <laughs> <laughs> excellent point my tangent on snowboarding if you will <laughs> um at least you do documentary work and would you say that's like primarily what you do for it's something I
2: don't really intend to do but
0: the way when people describe my work that way, I feel nice about it because,
2: like, mm. the whole point for my, me is like capturing people at their most authentic selves, uh never like putting them in a role. I like when people are like genuine, they're like actually in their, in their like, natural habitat, they're happy places, wearing what they're comfortable in. So I like when people like just it as documentary because I, yeah, like, even like post things I try to make like look very natural and candid. I, I think it translates like better. as a a still
0: right um did you do you feel like because that's probably how you started if you were just like downtown shooting that was like how you kind of started like getting used to your camera right I'm assuming
2: um like I I don't know if you're uh, alluding to like street photography but um I've never really I have opinions on street photography actually that um It, like a lot of it so I've never done street photography it's more oh, like okay. just
0: portrait photography like sorry uh, I kind with my of friends. assumed because yeah, like no you were like going downtown sorry about that
2: oh uh, no problem but like street photography like for me like consent is everything and especially as a woman and especially in this mm-hmm. industry where so many things could go wrong um like I want my model to be their at their most comfortable selves and they, I want to shoot them the way they want to be presented. Um, and then street photography, like I, I remember going on Instagram on a tangent about um, how street photography is like very intrusive and like we're basically making work off people who don't know your that they're ever gonna be on a poster or in a book because they don't know that their photos being taken. Like mm-hmm. and you know sometimes sometimes people take photos of like kids or like people in, right. Um, and right. and there are first far laws that protect it but not many that protect like public you're like just basically allowed to shoot in public huh? so the whole yeah. consent thing that like people like you're shooting strangers who don't really know where this these photos will end up yeah. um, right yeah, just doesn't sit
0: well with me also mm-hmm. like it makes you think about like paparazzi exactly like, how exactly. did you watch That's framing good... of britney spears i haven't yet but it's on my list. oh it's so good well, it's very like sad a whole, it? oh, yeah. there's like a whole moment where the guy they interview the the paparazzi photographer who took the picture of britney spears with the golf club oh yeah oh, and oh when she was God. like having a meltdown mm-hmm. and he basically is just like doesn't care
2: exactly yeah. because it b- totally paid the bills it probably yeah, uh, yeah. but that's like, so
0: much off that. and like so many people like in the documentary are like well like what if that was like the reason that like She's been like that's like such a big portion for why she's been under um this conservatorship is because like there's all these photos that came out of her in that like terrible era which like she didn't consent to exactly. and she was freaking out because they were following her so she, like just wanted to be left alone right wanted to be mm-hmm. left alone yeah and yeah. he just is like I don't care like yeah. just like it God
2: mine. I know and interesting that you say he it's always the <laughs> <Of course>. men <laughs> that are more willing to to just exploit women are the most vulnerable that's really sad you never know how like one like their intentions um as a paparazzi photographer like later on spoke volumes of how her like her mental downfall and like how she was seen in the public
0: yeah I mean like I'm sure listen I'm not saying that that's like the only reason but (laughs) but there's a lot going on there
1: (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on
0: (laughs) But it does bring to light a little bit of, like, exactly what you were talking about in terms of, like, there it, it's very intrusive to be just shooting people on the street,
1: you know? Yeah. There is – I totally understand what you're – what both of you are saying, and I agree with you 100%. But there is something to be said about if you're out in public, the – there's no expectation of privacy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, that we live in a world where there is constant – surveillance
2: surveillance yes, all the time yeah. so
1: like they're using that as as most people that shoot on the street I'm not. that's not I don't want to say most but like most people have the understanding is that if you leave your house you have no right to privacy right mm-hmm. and right like
2: it justifies them in some it way justifies I it think, a lot like...
1: unfortunately right mm-hmm. and we've kind of I think as we go along with technology we've like all kind of like made assumptions that we're just okay with it
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like how oh. often are you on your phone or you see people on their phone and they're just like recording as they're going or they're on FaceTime as they're going and there's just like people in the background all the time. Exactly. Scary yeah. as well. <laughs> it is. Super scary. It.
0: Yeah. I think where it like becomes an issue is when then people are like profiting. Totally. Exactly. Off of when like, money's totally. involved, that's when. It's yeah. Actually. Or if things are being like published into like something for like lar- for larger people, for like people to see like a larger amount of people to see. Right. It's not just for like I mean, even saying for personal use, sometimes like oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is like totally even weird. with
2: memes, like people who don't know that they've become a meme, like all these like people <laughs> in the strangers. It's funny when we see it, but like imagine how many imagine being one of those people who are like <laughs> imagine me a meme. With, like the little girl that does the what?
0: Like she was like so little, and she's oh my God, an adult, no and idea, are, anytime, and that's like such a common word that people use, and she's gonna be like, what? And They're like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> yeah. we
2: know it. <laughs> yeah. Some, people, some people turn it to their advantage and like totally profit off it. Like, yeah, I'm that girl from from this. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, like the whole principle, really.
0: She's like never gonna be able to have a one night stand that doesn't like immediately make fun of her. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Right? It's just always gonna
2: come up. It's gonna follow her for the rest of her yeah. life. <laughs> it's so true.
0: Yeah. Um because you do and like because like you said you like being um described as like documentary so like how how does the transactional process work then as a photographer do you have people contact you who look like your style and then you want to shoot and then how does it work that you how do you get people to look like they're like it's not portrait I guess
2: (laughs) yeah thank you for asking um okay so in the beginning I like when you're starting um and you're just shooting for exposure you're just trying to build up your portfolio um it's a it's very much like me reaching out to them or like just like asking friends um -hmm. because word of mouth is everything for us artists especially photographers starting out um and then or uh sometimes they'll like reach my dms and then say like we'll come to a mutual understanding um a lot of the challenges growing up like were like ca like Unfortunately, like, follower count is such a big deal to this industry that, like, brands mm-hmm. won't even take you seriously if you have, um, like, not enough, like not a K in your following. Um, mm-hmm. And same with people who are reaching out. Like, if you really want to work with um, this person who's, like, more established, you yeah. kind of have to, like, put a value, a quantity on yourself if you're even worthy of asking them um to shoot at all so that was like the challenge in the beginning but um when I shoot people now like thankfully like my reputation is like very known out there like we will have like mutual friends and um the slide um and then we'll we'll think of a concept together um Mm -hmm. shooting people naturally like I make sure to always have a conversation with them like it's so it's not so much a photographer model transactional like mm-hmm. relationship it's it's like just two friends hanging out and one has a camera and one has, has cool outfits mm-hmm. um so I like I I really pay attention to like their energy and their like all these like little mannerisms that I could see um like right. the things that people do in between poses are more often than not the the money shot really like when yeah. they're at their most natural self and i look for that, like, they could be, like, fixing their hair, and, like, or just talking to me, answering a question, and Mm -hmm. I would be, like, wait, hold that, like, that, it was a pose in itself, and I just, like, making my model feel comfortable, like, ultimately shows in the photos themselves, like, you see that they're at their most, they're at ease, and they can just, like, be a bad bitch, and show off, (laughs) instead of, like, an awkward pose, you can always tell, like, these little nuances.
1: Yeah, I just, like, want to unpack what you mean by, like, you kind of did it a little bit, but like, when you say authentic to you, that means someone at their most natural, it means someone at their most. Um, so like, I want to showcase their personality. Like if they're
2: quirky, mm-hmm. I want to show showcase that. If they want to be girly, ma- uh, femme presenting to today, like I'll, I'll do that. Like whatever they're going for in the moment, like so if they want to be seen. Like I've heard like the most, um, meaningful shoots to me are like, um honestly shooting women who are just fresh off a breakup and they just want to feel like a bad bitch like I just want to instill the confidence in them again um so when I can make people happy with something as simple as photos um that's what like what I'm always rooting for like I don't I don't shoot for myself it's more like a like almost like a (laughs) philanthropical is a word um
1: because when I
2: started <laughs> when I when I started myself like shooting self-portraits it, the whole purpose was to give myself confidence in front of the camera mm-hmm. and like because like the image um especially in living in a digital world is everything like um you, like seeing a, fo- a nice photo of yourself it, like is enough to make you feel like like someone um and I want to now instill that same confidence in my my subjects Sweet. I want them to feel like comfortable in their own skin, and, and I want to capture that authenticity that comes out when you do that.
1: Totally. And then, how does that portray, or how does that come through when you show your work to people, like through social media or through other means? I'm not sure if you do galleries or stuff like that.
2: Um, very like infrequently, but um when I show them, like I, like I think there's a lot. Um, of scale that it takes to like okay um you know when you, you uh when you go in a photo shoot and then uh models models see their favorite fo- shots and then um the photographer uh sh- uh prioritizes their shots that like make their photography look the best but not necessarily where the model looks the best there's right. just that like little gap um i want to make sure that like i always like even the selection process and choosing um the the final shots are like uh it takes a lot of like that's another skill that photographers should have like you should be able to know like what when when your model feels like what what's their best angle or what's their the way they want to be presented you should always be mindful of that like if they some male photographers that like have shot me before like won't even like edit a little blemish when it's so easy like uh, or like when I, I can like be having like just the most unflattering angle and they'll choose that to post just because they see their photography the best at that point but like the whole point of portrait photography is making is your subject like you have like if you if your subject doesn't look their best you did something wrong as the photographer who cares how great the photo was taken but that should be like your number one priority
1: right and all of that is like sub kind of subjective right Mm -hmm. like photos that you like versus like photos that your client will like Mm-hmm. Um, but to argue over the technical aspects are like, is silly, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. like, it's nice to like, even ask your model, like, totally um, choose your favorites. And these are the ones that will be presented to the world instead of like, cause I know so many like models have like asked photographers to take whatever photo down because it's just not them at their most flattering or like yeah. for any other reason. And then they just won't, well, they won't for, they will refuse for some reason. On pride, but um, yeah. yeah, So that, like, even the end result, like, you you should be both on the same page on. Like, I think that's totally just goes to being like a decent human being.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, such an interesting discussion then, because like property, property over like physical property, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I took the photo, I should have access to it. Well, it's my body,
2: right? You know, Mm -hmm. like how do you?
0: how how would that even like stand up in a court system you know it's unfortunately
2: so- yeah the photography laws in Canada at least don't protect more the photographer than the model like even if mm-hmm. um if your if it's your likeness it's your face it's your you're in the photo you don't have like the photographer who took it um has 100 percent of the rights to it yeah um, unless you like they sell the rights to, but yeah, um, I found it interesting one time when uh, on Twitter something um, blew up when there was a paparazzi photo that I forgot the celebrity posted on online, um, and the photographer actually tried to sue that celebrity for using their property, even though it was like a photo of them in a paparazzi moment, like um, and they totally had oh. grounds to do it because of the laws that protect. The photographer more than the, the celebrity like mm-hmm. even if it's a photo of yourself
0: like yeah. you really don't have like it's not your property at all that's crazy mm-hmm. also because no. the idea of like being a paparazzi photographer and that person like featuring it on their page itself mm-hmm. feels like the goal as a paparazzi exactly it's
2: not long but for some reason yeah like
0: I, maybe they yeah. got to it before he had a chance to sell it it's like a magazine. In which case that's, that's like just like it. selfish. I mean, whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like so, so icky. <laughs> yeah. Not. 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 Bueno. Not many
2: people like, not, especially on the model, modeling side. Not many people know that, and like, um, it's it's just sad. Like, I think something needs to change about those laws. Like, some there needs to be like protection for like the subjects, the people who are actually in the vulnerable position in the photos Mm -hmm. because it can go anywhere
0: yeah and also like just like a transparent the transparent relationship between like model and photographer is like so important you know whether that's like a signature whether that's like a discussion before whether that's just like and I think that's like a lot of issues that end up happening in like big time in the modeling industry is that people end up being like well this person has shot with so many people and you know they um they seem to have like a big name so maybe I'll shoot with them and it'll be like a really good opportunity and then the photographer ends up kind of like taking advantage of them um so it, it is so interesting that like model and photographer relationship and like all the politics that go into like determining um what's right and what's not right you know
2: really on that topic like I think every photographer especially male photographers should be mindful always like during the entire process of the dynamics, the power dynamics that, ha- that are in the relationship of, or like the context of a, a photo shoot, like, um, whether they want to bid or not, like the, the one in front of the camera is always in the more vulnerable position than the one behind the camera, because that's your likeness. Like those photos can go everywhere. Um, it's really, really like, um, being zoned in on at all of your like details, flaws and all. Um, and people who like, ignore that and um even go so far as to abuse that are just the shittiest lowest people um ever like um you see so many like um bigger photographers even like local photographers like recently um getting exposed for like misconduct and it just it's so sad that it happens so often in the photography industry especially because like and, like shoots that are like on the more vulnerable side like um boudoir and like lingerie things like that like it, j- it just presents so many opportunities for like shitty male photographers to just take advantage of that and whatever
0: yeah I mean it, yeah you're so right I mean it like it is it's like something that I think that we've just realized in the past 10 years that it's just like happening in every industry exactly. <laughs> like every you know yes. like the business so But like, like you said, like in, in cases where like people are extra vulnerable, you know, like in photography or, you know, when it's like a close contact, um, thing, or when you're toying with like emotional standpoints in like a character or like whatever it is, it's like definitely more ampent in our entertainment industry or industries where that becomes a, where people are closer in proximity, I think, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. the misconduct becomes almost, um more like sly or like more on the down low when the subject is like being so vulnerable or has to be vulnerable to be successful in their craft mm. right acting performing photography modeling like you have to put yourself on the line and it's your body right mm-hmm. it's not like a piece of work that you can like set outside of yourself it's literally exactly. you
0: and so like yeah.
1: it becomes into like emotional manipulation into like Becomes like built into it, unfortunately, really. or has been in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I that you don't know.
0: Like sometimes you're just well. like, well, what what's the difference between like you kind of like you don't know what 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 the thing is that you did, or maybe it was because again because like the lines are are so blurred, you <laughs> know. Sometimes and it really is just like a trust thing, but you know when it's like the bad thing it happens you know <laughs> and I was listening to an interview with um Charlize Theron actually and she was talking about like how a producer like um she went in for a meeting with a producer and it was like not okay but she said that like and she's read about it that like people like black out like people like don't like they completely freeze up mm-hmm. and then they just like don't know they, they forget even process what's happening like right.
2: even sometimes years later and when you recall you that memory totally like your body goes like in defense and like in those traumatic situations
0: so sad yeah and I it's like sad these people like you always think about like if you were in that situation be like well I would say this and you're like you're you know you're like like, badass comes in but I think (laughs) that people don't expect that you're just like you just completely freeze up you know
2: Mm -hmm. that's more the reality and it's so easy to like be uh, like um outside of that situation and comment on someone else's like reaction to it and how you react but and you never really know when you're until you're like, in
1: there mm-hmm. that, like, right. that situation and totally. I, I think like as the power dynamic you were talking about like men and women it's easier as a woman to be passive and to know you're going to get out of something safely safely in quotes than to like push back and you don't know what's how someone's going to react mm-hmm or like come back at you because maybe you don't know this person right
2: there's always like yeah that risk of like if you do speak up like will this will there be repercussions in my career to me because I yeah vulnerable
0: yeah of course um knowing that and I know that you like you said you shoot a lot of um a lot of women how do you what are some things that you do to like make it more comfortable or to like help them through that trusting process
2: um okay so a lot of it is communication beforehand in the planning process mm-hmm. so um I know like even in my own experiences a lot of like male photographers like it'll be like a clothe clothing on shoot and then they'll just randomly bring up like wait why don't we just uh show some more skin like suddenly like out of the blue it becomes a nude shoe or a lingerie shoe like it shouldn't never it should never be like that it should never be a surprise everything should be talked about um beforehand especially Mm -hmm. when it's something of a sensitive nature like nudity Mm -hmm. um and then on the shoe itself um it's really important to like check in um about like consent every every, like few moments like every outfit change like um because people can change their minds if they want to do like a different theme or if they just want to stick to whatever they're most comfortable in and it's just like like any decent human would know like to read the cues of when um the model is uncomfortable I I hope people have that kind of social cue but um and then yeah on the actual shoot itself like like, positive reinforcement, like, telling your model, like, um, when, when they're, like, doing well, like, just, like, being, like, their hype person on the day of the shoot, like, um, goes so, like, it, it encourages them, because, like, it's very, um, like, they could be shy in the first few frames, and then it takes, like, some use, getting used to, to, like, be in front of the camera, and, like, um, and the flow of the, the different photographers, um, so I think, yeah, communication is, has to do with everything of it of it it's not it's really like being a photographer is not just you and a camera it's like being able to be um a good communicator of your ideas of what's in here and what's in your model's head and bringing it to life
0: Mm-hmm. For sure mm-hmm. totally great um on that note corinne would you like to ask the question
1: Police is being an artist fucking killing you
0: it is
2: <laughs> um, the days that um, okay being an artist in general like we're just more sensitive and intuit- like intuitive to our emotions and like um we just have like a more over emotional brain um especially as like someone who identifies as an empath like the things like little losses feel like and failures feel 10 times worse than um I guess anyone else like a non-artist would feel um and like you often get like over uh the over that you get when you're on a shoot your brain is like just on hyperactive mode like kind of trying to come up with so many ideas and then having to come home and unwind and turn that off and then do it th- again the next day like everything is like emotion based and being in your zone even just just to like edit um could be hard like and especially being like a freelance photographer where you don't have like a company protecting you um you're really just doing it all yourself um the days that you just need those mental health day off um that equates to like just like completely canceling a shoot completely canceling a week's shoot and then that directly affects your income so like you're really just doing everything by yourself and learning as you go like no one's here to teach us this you really just like learn with every experience, every bad
1: end of, mm-hmm. of Totally. I think that's like one of the hardest way, hardest parts of being a freelancer is like, if you really take your, take time off, it's like, you're also not putting money in your bank account.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, what's, what's my priority for that day and different points in your life. It's different, right? Exactly. It's not like a job <laughs> that you can just say, like, ask a coworker to like, um, fill in because you're feeling not your best self it's like you really if it, it's just like all or nothing you're there mm-hmm. or don't
0: totally. know um.
2: <laughs> or
0: you're not <laughs> yeah 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 um okay well on that note thank you so much felice for being here Yay. um where if people wanted to find you where would they find you
2: Either on Instagram, felice dot com, where the zero is the O is the zero, or feliceshootsfilm.com dot com. Website. Cool. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. I love that you have this podcast and like I let people like me express these things that we always um keep inside. <laughs>
0: yeah sometimes you just need it you know mm-hmm. it's very yeah. <laughs> okay. um if you have any questions about today's episode if you want to check us out on any other platform you can find us on facebook instagram you can find us on spotify you can find us on itunes you can even go to our patreon where you can pay one dollar to thirty dollars a month and support your pals in any way you can thank you so much for everything today let us know what you think and have a wonderful tuesday
2: Hi. You. i appreciate it have a great week <laughs>